Hey, yo, internet, this is your man, Combat Jack. Welcome to this very special, uh, recorded in front of a live audience, uh, episode of the Combat Jack show, featuring once again the return of Redman. Wanna shout out A King. Homeboy Just Blaze came through. Jonathan Mena held it down. Out of seven years, this was the only show that I never showed up to record. And the reason why is because I got hit with some real life shit. A couple of weeks ago, I was diagnosed with colon cancer. I was rushed to the hospital, had some pretty severe uh, surgery. I'm on, I'm on the men right now, and I'm about to jump on this journey to health um, with chemo. Probably do some, um, you know, some uh, some live um, alternative health as well, so I don't get caught up in that. I say that to say, man, you know, take care of your health. Your boy ain't going nowhere, though. You know, we're going to keep doing this and keep rocking with us, man. I'll keep y'all posted. New hashtag, you know, raise the bar. Combat cancer. Let's go. One time salute to Redman. Yeah. This is a Combat Jack show, Loudspeaker Network. Um, I do have a wingman today. You know, he just went to the bathroom. So when we walk in, oh, cheat code. Yo, what's up? Yo, yo, why y'all here? Clap, clap. I got to Yo, y'all are so disrespectful. Everybody makes noise for just What up, what up, what up? Oh, man. Yes. So, so uh, this episode is powered by Acid Cigars and Tito's Vodka. Um, Tito got a vodka? That's, 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 that's. that's <laughs> I it think no vodka in this, right? It ain't yeah, Tito's vodka, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you fucked my stomach up with that. I don't drink that shit. Yeah, so, um, like, Red Man, you here, man. Uh, three decades. Check, check. You hear yourself? Yeah, I can Yeah, I can hear myself. Three decades in the game. Um, countless albums, platinum, gold. And you got a new, a new situation occurring. A new situation. You want to talk about it? Uh, I, I'm excited show. about it. With the, uh, I saw the trailer. Show? Oh, yeah. um. Uh, for those who uh, don't know, I don't want to act. That's why a lot of people say, man, man, why you do more movies? And I don't want to act. I don't want to host shows. I want to be behind the camera. That's my goal. I want to direct. I yeah. want to bring some more some more realness to movies nowadays because we need that. Um, but the show, Scared Famous, uh, like even when VH1 called me, like I, I was like, yeah. Should I do it? Yeah. Would I be a part of the VH1 ratchetness? Hell yeah. But I'm like, no, nah, it's, it's not that kind of a platform. What I, the, the platform of the show is, uh, I'm the master of ceremonies. And, uh, <laughs> my job is to make these reality stars shit a chicken. I'm trying to really scare the shit out of them. Now, hold on, let me interrupt. Have y'all seen the trailer for this shit? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, y'all, okay. Yeah, so, so it's pretty cool. Seen. And, 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 and I'm not hosting through the whole show. What my job is, I'm introducing the challenges mm. that they have to go through to get eliminated and eliminating each other. The most, the most fun part about this, uh, this platform is that they, they got reality stars from different shows. Like, you like know, loving hip hop. Yeah. And, uh, they got Drita from my wives. Right. They got young Jock with the haircut from Atlanta. Right. They got, you know, Erica Mina. From oh, New York, man. and they got the Black Big Titty right? Tiff. I love New York in it. 
you know, they got Eva, the next top model in there, Don, the male yeah. top model. They got uh, Alaska. Mm. Like, I met a lot. I never heard of this. Because <laughs> I, I don't know how to say it. I don't know if I'm saying him or her. But uh, Alaska. Person. Yeah, Alaska from RuPaul's Drag Queen Race, something like that or some shit. Yeah, it's just somebody new out there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, they got all these, uh, these big reality stars in one haunted house. Now we shot this, uh, this, this show in yeah. Savannah, like 10 minutes out of Savannah. And everybody knows Savannah is some real haunted shit out there. You know, is that's, that's, that's the plantation land. Right. So there's a lot of lives that was lost on that land. That you know is bound for something to be spooky out for there, sure. and it was like a hundred acres, and we was out there by ourselves. So they got them all in one house, mm. and you know, besides me giving off the challenges, because every time they see me, they know I got some bad news to tell them, and they go at it. Like it's not even just on the challenges, but in the house itself. You know, it get really fucking weird in there, man. A lot of spooky shit go on in there, and they play for. uh they favorite charity. They get like a hundred bands for their favorite charity That's at the dope. end of the day. So uh yeah, wins, all the, whoever wins all the challenges gets the Yeah, they get the that charity. yeah, whoever the last one that survives the whole shit, they get them hundred hundred bands for their favorite charity. Now now did you was you uh is this is this idea that you pitched to VH1 or they, they hired you to Absolutely not. Somebody came to me with the idea. <laughs> so so I mean I'm sure you get pitched a lot of shit like yeah, you get, I do. and you probably turn down a lot oh, of things. I turn right? down a lot of shit, man. I when I saw the trail, I said this is red man all the way. Yeah, why so, you say that? Cuz it's like um I'm thinking about there's a dark side. Nice. You know what I mean? Like yeah. when I see the trail, I'm like this is this is the reality show for it. You yeah, I mean? exactly cuz like they could probably play tracks off that in that Yeah, I, because I you know, just hosting me being I don't I feel I'm an ugly motherfucker. You know, I feel I'm <laughs> ugly. I'm just light-skinned and funny. That's what gets me over. That's what gets me the draws to women. I'm light-skinned and funny, but as far as looks like I'm like, you know, I'm an ugly motherfucker. So I try to stay off that motherfucking camera as much as possible. But this little part here this little uh, part they gave me on the show didn't allow me to be in it the whole show because right. it's all about the reality stars winning that money. So it was good. It worked out. It balanced it. Did you have any input in, in the direction of the show? Oh, you just... You just took yo, this- yo, what's funny is I love directing so much till when I get on anybody's set, I'm going right to the director. I'm not fucking around with the cast and bullshit and talking and smoking. When I get on anybody's set, if I'm doing a feature or for I'm doing a collabo, when mm. I go on somebody's set and we shooting a video, I go right to the director. All right, what are we doing? Let, what's my part? What's my goal? Um, so when I got on that set, you got to realize this is a show that they just came up with literally two weeks before they started shooting. They called me. And asked me to be a part of it. That's a bigger bag, right? Yeah, yeah. Ding, 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 ding. So, <laughs> but at the end of the day, when I get on the set, mm-hmm. if I notice things that I feel is not right, I'm going to say, I'm going to speak my mind. Right. Because if I'm going to be a part of something, I want to do it big. I don't want to be just a part of the VH1 family and you just say, oh, yeah, we got Redman. No, nah, fuck that. I want that shit to be top notch. And when I got on that set, some of them shits wasn't. Up the par, scary. I'm a big. How many people are horror fan in here? I mean, serious horror fan. Who the? All right, what's who? Who saw Suspiria? 
then we ain't got no hard fans. Yeah, <laughs> All right, do your homework. Suspiria is one of the top main three horror films you can ever see that's scary as shit. I, I went to the movies as a kid and seen Suspiria mm. as when I was like 10 years old. So I'm a big horror fan. And when I got up on there, some of them shits wasn't scary. So we, we had to do a lot of niching, a lot of turning around. I was real cocky with my with my statements like, yeah, we need to do this. And I ask you, if you came in a room and you saw that, would you really be scared, my Right, mother? right. And they thought about it. they like, yeah, Redman, you know what? At the end of the, like each day, they'd come to me and be like, you know, Redman, everything was you were saying today was right. Don't get us wrong. And we want to make this as scary as possible. But since we was at the last minute, we have to do what we have to do. So, you know, so we dealt what we dealt with and we made it. We made it happen. Yeah. But wait till fucking next season. You so so it's greenlit for another season without... Oh, it got to be. It what, got to be. When is this air? This airs this Monday, the, the 23rd, 23rd at 9 o'clock. Dope. Yeah. You know they're remaking Suspiria, right? It's coming out next year. Oh, they're going to remaster it or they, No, they're, they're, they're remaking the actual movie. No fucking way. Yep, 2018 is coming out. Wow. And you know what's my other favorite scary movie? Um, The Brood. I've never seen the brood. The brood, B R O B R O O D. Oh, anybody the brood! Yes, 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 yes. Come on, you know yeah, anybody seen the brood in here? Damn you, y'all, y'all. Y'all lying. I don't no, know. Y'all trying to just make up young, for the last question. Young, yo, the brood is. <laughs> that's before they. That's before they tell. Yo, why don't we try to buy the rights to that? And mm. that over? Let's do it. Yeah, those are conversations I'm already trying that to these two gentlemen can have. I want to be PA. I want to shoot that movie over. Let's I'm down for real. Just play, don't play. You know, you know I don't play. I, I know you don't play. Okay. I'm saying I'm let me um, let me ask you. And this this question is for just who? Like you guys been in the game for so long, um, but you found, I guess you, not side work, but you found other means of um, work. You know, outside of the music. Like, how important is that? You know what I mean? To to, you know, as it relates to your journey and, and stamp putting stamp on your legacy. I mean, for me, you know the 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 music. You use your God-given talent to, uh, you know, establish your empire. You know what I mean? So if your way in is through the music, that's cool. It doesn't mean that that's not where you stay. Right. You know what I mean? You never give up on the music because that's what you, what you love. But that allows you the opportunity to do other things, tour, tour see the world. I just don't believe I just co-opened a, a restaurant with a couple of my homies. You know what I mean? It's just doing amazing. Where's that? Um, Jersey City. Okay. Ramen. Um, shout out to Luck. You know, and um, started a publishing company. There's so many other things that you can do that the music allows you the opportunity to do. Right. So that's the platform. It's, it's, all my ventures, one way or another, always relate back to music or entertainment, right. but you can't just stay in one place. Right. Yeah, you can't just fucking stay in one place. Not survive off rap. Nope. I'd be broke as a motherfucker if I had to depend on niggas buying records. And, and you still tour. Hell yeah, I still Crazy. tour. Me and Meth still tour like it's 1992. Y'all might not hear it or whatever, but... Yo, we have to we have to shut down getting off tour. Mm. Like we're overseas, like maybe six, seven months out the year, man. That's crazy. And uh, and even it started picking back up in the states too. And I like to thank the new generation on that for not giving good shows because we getting shows like a motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> like it's still the nineties. Yeah. But like just said, man, and you 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 build this platform to open other opportunities. And uh, music, it always circled right back around to music. And you never forget that because that's what the people appreciated you for anyway. To begin with, yeah. Exactly. So, you know. You got any uh, other other films or um, visuals that we, we should be on the lookout for? Uh, shit. That you uh, discuss? Yo, first of all, like, you know, whoever How High fans in here, like, you know, if it was up to me and Meth, we would have been 
had it. We would have been on How High 3 or some shit right now. Mm. But it was all political. And uh, we finally got a script like last year. Mm. And we read it. And we didn't like it. Um, we figure if the script is not going to be as funny as the first one, we're not going to taint the first one. You know what I mean? We're right. not going to taint it. We're just going to leave it as a classic and move on to something else. So they're going back in on the script again. Yep. Hopefully... You know, it have the antics I'm looking for. I told him, look, I write the bitch. It was my idea from How High One. Right. They said, Red, what do y'all want to be in How High One? I said, listen, I already know what I want How High to be. I want <laughs> How High to be Animal House. No, uh, Animal House. Right. And, um, and what's the other one? God damn it. I wanted to be something like Animal House. With the with the dorms yeah. and the wildness and the craziness, and they took that and they ran with high it. That's all high. Yeah, yeah. And Dustin sure. ran with it. Dustin, making sure y'all yeah. on, you know. Yeah, got they better be. Yeah. Yeah. But um, uh, I, and I don't want to. I don't want to touch on this too much, but I got to because you're here. But I was told, you know, hold that for the next later on in 2018. We got a project you're working on, right? Well, Muddy Waters too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So so that's happening. Oh, that's fucking hell. Cause I felt like you cheated us with Mudface. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Yo, 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 like... you know what? Mudface was just to hold y'all over and shit because, you know what? I was going through a transition of, you know, leaving Def Jam and where I'ma go. Like, it's, it's a, I'm learning this independent shit. You gotta understand, like, me and Meth, we've been on Def Jam for like 20 years, my nigga. Mm. And to, you know, they raised us, you know, and it's a good thing that, you know, we learned the platform, we learned how to turn the wheel in the game because this independent shit is a motherfucker. But once you get the hang of it, you know, you can be profitable. But you got catalog too. Yeah, I got catalog, yeah. but you got to understand Def Jam old now. They own that catalog. catalog. Yeah. Unless I go remaster. Exactly. Now, is that why on iTunes for Doc's name, there's certain uh, tracks that's blurred out for whatever reason? Like you don't have the whole album on there. The, the track list is there, but like four or five songs are not available. That's generally a licensing issues. A lot of times, if there's a sample that can't get cleared, a lot of right. times that's that's normally the case when it comes to. I don't know. I don't, I don't know about you. Yeah, 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 I don't know about iTunes. Won't, why they won't fuck with iTunes? Nah, like, it's listen. on there, but it's like uh, certain it's songs like are missing. Tracks like four or five songs are, are missing. Like no it's blurred out way. for Doxer name in particular. Get the fuck. Probably out license here. issues. That's, that's shit. Yeah. Yeah, I gotta, never, I never heard of that. iTunes got to fix that or somebody. But that's really Def Jam has to fix that. Come on, Def Jam. Yeah. Yeah, but at the end of the day, uh, I'm, I'm signed to Ingrews out there in Cal California. So I'm going to throw the, uh, Muddy Waters 2 out independent. Now about this album, bro, like it's taking so long because I'm paying for samples on that bitch. Like I'm bringing mm. samples back. Like my album is full of samples. Um, and you all know, you know, when you negotiate in samples, like it can take like a month and a half for one song oh. to get. Yeah. Cleared and shit. So that's the weight on it, but I'm definitely dropping in 2018. Any, any, any hard release date? No, no release date, no anything. I ain't even gonna lie. We got I'm, Just Blaze on here? Shit, me and Just Blaze got a record. We sitting on just waiting for <laughs> release. It's fire. We got, we, man, I did this record like eight years ago. Literally. And it's still, and it's still, it's still banging. Still banging to mm. this day. Still banging. But of course, I would love just, when me and Mev do Blackout 3, we, we getting Just Blaze on that bitch. Like, we are. I, I, I got one for you. When we, when we get out of here, I got one for you. Okay, cool. Like, we already discussed that. Me, yeah. my manager, Ellis, and Meth. Like, we, Just Blaze is on a Blackout 3. Fire. We are doing a Blackout 3. We're going to try to make, hopefully, nah, looking at the time wise, if we don't drop the album, uh, uh, Blackout 3 along with the movie, then we just going to drop it out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Just, um. Yeah. I'm privy to certain information because you know you're a big bro. Right. Like what? Before I, 
say what I was getting ready to say. What um what inspires you in 2017, man? Like I know you you kind of been like on the low doing right. a lot of other things outside of music. Right. But you oh, I I would say over the last 2 years, maybe less, you've been like working with a lot of heavy hitters, man. Yeah. You know, like you, what what inspires you to this day from as it relates to the Rockefeller days and, and it's always to be honest. The, the, what what actually keeps me going is is the inspiration. Like when there's artists that I like, artists that I'm excited about, I'm in there all day. Right. You know. And then you go through that wave where the sound that's popping might not necessarily be for you. You know what I mean? So you just fall back and find something else to do. You know, wait because it's a, it's a it's a wheel. The sound always comes back around. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes you just gotta diversify, come back. You know what it's what it's about that time. And the way I always Look at it as the other things that you mentioned that I'm doing outside of music actually keep me relevant within music as well because your name is always around and being mentioned one way or another. Right. You know what I mean? So for me, what inspires me the most, I would say just overall, is just the fact that I'm in the game now 19 years. And most of us as producers, see, producers and artists a lot of times have different shelf lives. Like an artist can go on for two, two or three decades and still keep rocking. Most producers, look, you're lucky if you get two or three years. Yes. Think about who was hot four years ago. Yeah. Producer wise. Like, hot as in not talented, but who was the, the popular dude to go get on your, on your album. Right. Most of those dudes, they, you don't hear from them anymore. Yeah. Think about dudes from eight years ago. You don't hear from them anymore. It's, a, it's only a handful of us that have survived past five years and even smaller number who have survived past 10 or 15. You know, so the fact that I'm in that small group is actually something that keeps me inspired. Clap it up. Listen, he's right. He's fucking right. Cause you know why? Cause I'm right there with you. Cause you know, Rock, Rockwall is my man too. And I encourage him all the time. I'd be like, Rock. Now I want to ask you a question. Just yeah. like, are you, do you, are you willing to step out the box and, and make new music that the kind of, that the new artists want as far as trap? Definitely. I think, you know, I think part of the reason why I have had some, you know, uh, I still pop out every, you know, once a year with, with something, with something fresh is I can adapt to that, to, to that, to that style, but still inject my personality and my own sound into it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, for me, it's just about, um, put it like this. This is the analogy I always use. I use the Illmatic analogy. People always say, uh, Nas never made another Illmatic. He shouldn't have. Because the Illmatic wouldn't be special. Exactly. So if I was still making the same beats that I was 10 years ago, there would be nothing special about it. It has to keep evolving. You know, I can, now can I go turn around and make like a, a Metro Boomin type beat, for example? I could make that, but that wouldn't be me. Mm-hmm. But I could take that tempo and that feel and adapt it to what I do. That's right. Put your signature on it. Exactly. See, that's what a lot of producers need to learn how to do. Yeah. Put their signature on new beats. That's what I want. Hey, Rock Wally, you hear that, brother? Rock, what up, big bro? Yes, sir. Yes, I think sir. you kind of did that too with Mudface and even your early, your your more recent stuff where you experiment with the auto tune and um just a little ball here. Just a little baby ball here <laughs> of auto tune. I can't stand that fucking auto tune because it makes most of these artists out here undistinctive mm. and and. They're not super, some, some of them are not superheroes because you can't tell who they are when you throw that song on because of that goddamn auto tune. Yeah. That auto tune is just, that's why I respect the TDE crew, Kendrick mm. Lamar, J. Cole, 
um, Joey Badass, uh, even Gunplay from um, MMG. MMG, man. Like, you know, these are some of my favorite guys I listen to. Boogie from California as well. Oh, Boogie, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's dope. Um, he's so, dope. so yo, like, they're distinctive. And don't get me wrong, I like some of the new music with the auto-tune. I like that shit. But the yeah. difference couple- is, all those dudes you mentioned, have they, 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 you know who they are. Yes. They're, they're not just the record or the song. Right. You see what I mean? Like, I had this conversation a lot about with my friends in my age group. In that era, in your, in your, in your first era, mm-hmm. you, everyone that was out at that time, you knew who they were as artists. Yes, sir. It wasn't just, oh, that's the dude that has such and such song or such and such dance that's out right now, or the dance that goes with the record, or the dude who went viral last week, who you, you won't hear from again by next month. That's right. Y'all all had distinct personalities. Y'all were like, like you said, superheroes. Superheroes. What do y'all think about the new music? Like it? That was my next question yeah. to you. I mean, you could be honest. Don't lie, because I, I mean, see y'all on Twitter lying. You, I, I heard lying. some of that shit on y'all your answer machine when I called your phone. Don't let me call I, some of y'all out. Yeah, y'all called y'all ring back. Y'all had some of that, you know. So, huh? Yeah, I know. Not, not, not really, because I think it's just. A, I think it's acquired taste. If you got a good ear for for what you hear. It, it won't matter if it's a now or 90s or 2000s. It's like if it's hot, it's hot. But on top opinion. of that, you know what it is? Also, um, music uh, is made for more than just one purpose. Right. And I think what's happening is, you know, the, the people that the music that people all complain about, or a lot of people in the older age groups complain about in terms of hip hop right now, all that music is geared towards one Purpose. Exactly. Right. You know what I mean? As opposed to like a situation where certain records are for the clubs. Cause we always had good music, bad music, party music, dance music, chill music, depressing music, horrorcore rap music. We've always had different facets of rap. The difference before was that there was a little bit of a balance in the time and place for everything. That's right. Whereas a lot of the records that now are just all geared towards chasing the same record that was hot last week. Exactly. Which is why there are so many records that sound literally the same right now with so many artists. Like, it's cool to bite each other's flows now. Exactly. And, and, yeah. And it's like literally like 20 records out at once with the Migos flow. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I, sometimes I don't even know. But you know what? <laughs> I, I, you know, it's, it's serious, man. Yeah. Sometimes you don't, you know, you can't even tell one from the other. But my thing is, you know, I, I blame a lot of that too on the radio. Mm. Um, because the radio promotes how you gotta, this is what you gotta do to win. And it don't have any balance. Right. Uh, like, for example, in our day, you know, uh, our Nicki Minaj was Lil' Kim. Right. You know, our Nicki Minaj was Foxy Brown. Mm. But then we had Nefertiti. Right. Then we had Bahamadia. Bahamadia, I was just about to say, yeah. You know, it's balance. We had balance. And they were winning. Yep. You know, they were conscious. Mm-hmm. Even with the R&B, we... They don't... Where's Neo Soul at? I want Neo... They don't even think about Neo Soul. We had Casey and JoJo, Neo Soul, Music Soul Child, Distinction, right? Balance. The radio need to help balance that out. The radio need to have a certain amount of time here with the new shit. Bring it back with some '90s shit. Go back to the '70s. Let them know where that sample came from, like we used to do in our time right. on the stations. And so I blame that on the radio as well. 
we need to get better directors up there that don't give a fuck mm. about commercial money, even though it pays the bills. What is the balance between the paying the bills and maintaining the culture? Exactly. But it's mentally, if they want to do it, they right. got to really feel it here. Like, you know what? I'm up here. I have a position. I have a fucking responsibility mm. to save it. Exactly. So uh, my money will come from the love I put in this bitch. Right. And, they, and it's not enough for that. Today's episode of the Combat Jack Show is brought to you by Sonos. I just recently received my Sonos, and I immediately hooked it up in the living room, in my bedroom, and uh, I had to bump the new Scissor album, and, you know, it gave it a, a different experience. You know, it's like I just heard the album for the first time, the crystal clear quality sound of Sonos. You know, Sonos lets you have post-pounding sound in every room at once. That's right, you can play a different song in the living room, bedroom, even bathroom, or the same track in every room. Add your existing music services or discover something new, whether curated, on-demand, free, or subscription-based. Sonos has you covered with access to a growing list of music services. Plus, Sonos' simple app lets you control everything from songs to volume to rooms, all in one place. And right now, Sonos is offering the listeners of the Combat Jack Show 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. This offer is available for a limited time only and cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. Use the promo code JACK10, that's capital J-A-C-K-1-0, at Sonos.com to receive this limited time offer. And now back to the show. Let me, um, so just, I want to uh, share something and I'll ask Redman, you know, I'll spin it a little bit. But um, a couple of months ago, top of the year, um, you, had, you had made a purchase, something that goes from zero to 60, like, Eight seconds or less. And one of the first records you played in that. Oh, three seconds or less, you mean? Oh, yeah. One of the first records you played. Airplane, So it's close to it. Yeah, just about. <laughs> Couple just of them. Just about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the first records to, that I, that I remember, uh, that you played was, uh, Westside Gun and Conway. Oh, yeah. And I saw an excitement about you right. that I haven't seen. What was in, that again? Westside Gun and Conway. Okay. Two kids from, um, um, they from Buffalo. Eminem Buffalo, just signed yeah. them, right? But you had a certain excitement about about them. That's what I'm saying. It's that inspiration. you haven't had, like, yeah. Like, what did you hear about those kids, man? It, you know what? To be honest, I felt like I was listening to a new, not a new MOP, almost in a sense. Not that they sound like MOP by any means. Yeah. It's a totally different sound. There was something in the energy that just made me feel like I was listening to a new MOP. If that, if right. that makes sense, um, and. The, initially, the idea was, all right, let's go in and do a song for my project, for this EP that I'm working on. That one song turned into two songs, turned into eight songs in two days. Crazy. You know, and I haven't done that in years. You know, but that's because I was inspired by what we were doing. Right. You know what I mean? When you're, you know, I'm, you can, I'm sure you can attest to that. When you're inspired, you, when you find that lock with a producer or with an artist or with a musician or whatever, the magic just flows. That's how we were making, you know, five records a day in Rockefeller back then. Everybody, everybody was just inspired by each other. Wow. And Red, you, 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 you've been somebody who, uh, ushered in new talent pretty much on every album. You, you introduce somebody from Jersey or mm -hmm. from your, from your crew. Like who, who are you checking for in 2000, 2017? As far as anybody in my crew? Yeah. Well, I'm working or, or outside. Oh, uh, well, in my crew, I'm working with Miss Amber Lachey. She's from Atlanta. She's an R&B artist. My sister was working with it, and I'm helping my sister with her because she's very talented. And she's hungry, mm. and I, I like I like 
a person that has hard work ethics. I, I try to encourage anybody that works that's younger than me to work. Get the fuck in that studio and work. And she has that mobility. So Amber Lachey, you can find her on uh, IG. I am Amber Lachey. Um, but and my boy Runt Dog, I'm working with him too. But as far as any new uh, other artists in 2018, I actually talked to. I talked to Pete Rock the other day. I said I want a Pete Rock and CL Smooth album in 2018, and uh, yeah, he just he just gave me some news. Just like, man, I want to too, but Doc, it might not. I'm like, please, bro, please, bro. But another person, I want to uh, rest in peace, Fife Dog. Yes, but uh, I was blessed to be in his last days before he died. Me, him, and Buster shot a video. Now, when I tell you this new Fife Dog album is ridiculous, y'all. So this album, this his album. We just he just sitting to wait to get the right deal, so it can come out. But we got a video, man. Me, Buster, and Fife Dog. That's crazy. And and his album is like some old back in the day. Yo, his album is ridiculous. That's what I'm really looking for. I wow. hope they found the right deal for that and to get platformed the right way. We, we can all help push that shit and, and make Fife happy. Yeah. Because sure. I never seen Fife as happy as he was on his last days, seeing me and Buster in a video with him. He was so pleased. Mm. And I seen it in his eyes, like how he was just, you know, I could see the pain he was going through far as what he was going through internally. Mm. But he was happy and yeah. he kind of knew, like, you know, it was... It was at peace. It was, it was at peace, bro. So that's what I'm really looking forward to, man. Him really releasing that album so he can really rest in peace the right way. Right. You know? You mentioned your sister. You talk about... What was, what was no, my Roz? sister... Che- no, no, not Roz. My sister... Che- was, that, was that really your sister? I was wondering that. Was that really your sister? Oh, Roz? Yeah. Yeah, that's my sister. Is Roz. Rosie the yeah, new yeah, kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She had that one verse? Yeah, she had that one verse. She was nice. She was nice. She was, she was, she was dope. She was nice and shit, but she's a school teacher. She didn't want to take it serious. <laughs> she was trying to work and shit and, you know, work at another job. I mean, you got to put full time in this job. Right. You know, you can't be trying to go so over she was a school teacher by day and, like, rapping by yeah, night? Yeah, she was rapping when she wanted to. <laughs> you know, that's all it was. And, you know, I told yeah. her, look, you want this shit. You got to be hungry and get in it. You, you can't be trying to put this job first and then trying to rap a little bit and be the <laughs> the new one on, <laughs> excuse me, on the scene. <laughs> so she uh dropped the music and went on to school. That, that record was dope. Yeah, thank you, brother. So are we going to open up the floor for a few questions before we close out? Oh, yeah? So, yeah, just a few, you know, because Redman. Yeah, let's get it, man. He got, he got uh, Mr. Childs after this, so, you know. Allegedly, Charles is impressive, is expensive like a motherfucker. I don't eat there. <laughs> Anybody? I want took to my family there one time. They tried to charge me nine hundred dollars up in that piece. <laughs> come up to the mic. Come up. This is all recorded, so you got to come up to the mic. Okay. So I know um, M has said, you know, that he looks at you as probably, you know, his uh, favorite rapper, and I know it's been a lot that's been made about as far as his uh, hip hop awards uh, cipher, as far as you know him coming at. Uh, Trump, you know, um, what do you have as far as, you know, just, you know, I look at you as somebody as an ambassador of hip hop and, you know, you've kind of helped him, you know, motivate him to get to where he is to, to art- articulate, you know, through hip hop, how he feels about Trump. Like, you know, what do you think about some of the shenanigans that's going on? I just want to just hear, hear your opinion and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Just your perspective, man. Just, you know, <laughs> hey, 
listen, you don't want to hear my opinion. <laughs> you don't want to hear my opinion because honestly, uh, I'm not political and I usually just tell it like it is cut and dry. Uh, you know, all everything that's going on, man, is been planned. You know, this government been running for over 200 years, man. There's no way that, you know, someone, you know, anyone is going to come in and change the structure on that. That's just my opinion. I mean, we, it's, it's a good thing that we all could vote. You see what happens when you don't vote. You get an asshole in a, in a chair that we don't want. Um, I don't pay no attention to Trump. I already know what he was going to do. I knew this was going to be a hot mess. I'm just looking for change. I just want change and I want Michelle Obama to run for the next goddamn president because she has the chance to be the first woman to run for next. They should because Obama can't run, but she can run, right? Hold up. Hold up. So, we, we, I mean, just, just, right? Did you take I mean, Condoleezza Rice? Ooh, she got to change that hairdo Where first. She, she can't like, be I have, around. She, she quiet. She I take her that just because. First, brother. <laughs> just a quick follow up to that. So, do you think, as like you know, hip hop artists who have those platforms, like Eminem utilized his, you know, appearance at hip hop, should we Yo, utilize our platforms at all times, or is it kind of like let me let me let me just get my money, get my show money, and do me, and you know, take care of my family? Like, what's your opinion hell. on that? That's funny as hell you said that, bro. Like, what's funny is I talked to Eminem last night and shit, like, for a half an hour. I called him yesterday, my nigga. He was like, yo, yo, we talked for a half an hour. You know what's funny? That when we got the same kind of feel, we got the same kind of, uh, we think that we have the same kind of work ethics. We, we, we got the same kind of thinking process on how we, we tell our rhymes. Um, just in an interview before I came here, they, uh, they asked me about that and, they would. They asked me about the Eminem freestyle for BET and was telling me about the comments. Like, yeah, they they were saying because I didn't read the comments and shit, but I saw the the cipher and it was uh, fabulous. And they was telling me, yeah, the comments, yeah, they were saying his flow fucked up the. They didn't like the flow of it. He was. I'm like, wait a minute. To go to your question, this man here didn't have to do anything. Yep. All right. Um, besides him being, uh, 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 of the Caucasian race, he used his color. He used his color. If you're not going to listen to the, the color that's trying to give a point to you, maybe you'll listen to my color. I'm white. I'm on BT though. I could have went up there blacking. He could have went up there blacking with other shit. You know, Eminem a blackout. But he used this platform of BET and his color to get to the highest of the highest to really make a statement. And that's what I really appreciate that man about. Because he didn't have to do that shit. He did not have to step out his box to come here and say, you know what? There is an injustice, even though he has a responsibility to do it because we buy his music, too. But he really proved to me what kind of man he was when he did that. And the freestyle was fire. The rhyme was fire. It wasn't no shrubbery in there to get you lost. It was right to the point. Straight to Donald Trump. Fuck you. Raise the fist for Colin. Exactly. So my thing is, don't look at, don't comment on it. 
Just look at it for what it is. Eminem, one of the biggest rap artists in the game, white, using our platform and his color to help make this point across for our race as well. Because we the ones that's getting our ass kicked, you know, bottom line. And he used that to make a point. So big up to Eminem for that. And that's my statement on that situation right there because that's real. This week's episode of the Combat Jack Show is also brought to you by Audible, bringing listeners the world's largest selection of audiobooks and original audio entertainment. Did you know that audiobooks are eligible for Grammy consideration in the Best Spoken Word Album category? Amazing performances like Born a Crime by Trevor Noah and I Can't Make This Up by Kevin Hart, which are two phenomenal audiobooks. To listen to Audible for free with a 30-day trial, go to audible.com forward slash jack. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E dot com slash Jack to start your 30-day trial free. And now back to the show. What's up, Red? What's up, Just? What's um, up, I'm a little young. I'm 25. And y'all may not know this, but like Dev Jam Vendetta, Dev Jam Fight for New York was one of the greatest video games ever. I always use your character. You feel me? I, I believe you got beat placement in there too, correct? Yeah, all the, all the, just, all the blazing beats. Yes, was, yes, that was yes. It. That was See, so look, yeah. my question about that, <laughs> my question about that, you feel me, was... um. How was that? How was that process of recording for that game? How was it? How did it feel to be in a video game? And how was that? Because that was such a big part of my. I still play that video game today. Like that's one of my favorite video games ever. By the way, tonight's the night. One of my favorite songs ever. Thank you for thank making you, great music. Yeah. Just thank you. But that was no my doubt. question. Um, well, for me, uh, the the EA Sports thing. I mean, I, I did Def Jam uh, Vendetta, did um, NBA Live, NBA Street. And I still own the, I purposely structured that deal just to go for what you were saying. I structured that deal so that to this day I still own all that music. I didn't sell EA anything. So gave the music, had to pay for it, but I said you can only use it in your game and in the commercials. And if you want to use it in the commercials, you got to pay me. That's right. And I get to edit the commercials to my music. So that's, I, that's what, that's so to this day, a copy gets sold, I still get that money. But that aside, growing up on Sega Genesis and Super Nintendo and whatnot to see myself in the game, Dunking with Jordan in NBA Street was a oh my god, bro! You can't tell me nothing. Yo, but you know what? Doing it, yo. What's funny is, man, like, yo, it at that time. That's how much, yo. Nineties is one of the best motherfucking eras there is, hands fucking down. And you know, we and we we elevated the rap game to the biggest market in the world. Video game, they don't need us. Video games do not but, need, I'm a, but I'm gonna contradict you real, real they quick. They do need us, just they do need us, just. We didn't think they, it. we didn't think they did. They that was the attitude that we had was that they, that they were bigger they, than us. But like, the reason why do you think they came to Def Jam and said we want to make a game? Yes. Why do you think they went to Just Blaze and said we need real music? They, because they we gave the them authenticity. They want to branch as well, right? But honestly, far as, uh, far as. Like building money, getting money, like from our culture, they really didn't need our money, but they wanted to That's branch true. out. Yeah. They wanted to branch, and at that time, it showed me how large hip hop was was getting because mm-hmm. we was on games everywhere. Yeah. Like like from the first NBA Live, they was just opening the doors freely without problem. Mm-hmm. And doing the fight for New York, we actually had to go in there and make our sound motion catch, motion catch. They had to put things on it. We had to do our punch and shit. And I told them what I wanted. So that shit was a great experience, man. Oh, yeah, that yeah. shit was a great experience, man. man. Thank you, guys. Yo, one you. more question. One more. One more. Yeah, right. any, yeah I ain't gotta go. If y'all gotta All right, go, fuck it. Yeah, so we go her, him, and my man right here, Terrence. What up, man? Um, 
I know you guys were speaking before about you felt like there's a disconnect between the generations when we hear like trap and then some of the older ones feel like we're like get off my lawn like you're, <laughs> like you're you're doing too much do you think that it's because of the powers that be that are just more focusing on like the youtube views and the billboard charts and the metrics and the followers instead of just focusing on the music or do you just feel like it's literally like a generational divide like mm. i'm not listening enough to understand it like or is it just a thing where you feel like the young kids are like you know i'm sure you had you coming in some of the older generation of rap where like i don't get what you're talking about mm-hmm. and your videos and your visuals and what you're coming with mm-hmm. do you feel like it's just not a meeting of the minds or it's just literally like the kids feel like they want to carve their new path and this is what we want to do and this is how we feel and you'll just deal with it or do you feel like it's just uh, a thing of like a misunderstanding or a thing of like the culture has just shifted to more of a metrics followers let's get this money like you know money based Question. Formula. Yeah, good question. Go ahead, yeah. Well, I was gonna say I think the problem is is that these days the many many parts of our culture have been boiled down to metrics, point blank. Like, say for example, the nineties, and R might find just dope ass rapper on a street corner somewhere. And say, I think he has potential. I'm gonna sign him, and then you went to artist development. You put him in the studio with producers and started and honed his craft for a year or two. You know, whereas now. And I know speaking from personal experience, bring an artist to a label. What are the metrics? What are the uh, what's his YouTube views? How many followers does he have? How many Instagram followers does he, does he have? What are his analytics? What are his impressions? And they have a formula. Every label has the formula. That's that formula is how they determine the advance they're going to give you. Yes. Like it's not driven by how talented do we think this guy what's is. Your what's your following? Right. You you kind of already have to be your own Standard. machine. Standard. Right. And I'm like at that point, well then why bother signing? To the label at that point. Just be, if, if they're relying on your machine, just continue to grow your machine. Somebody, I know, was saying, like, somebody was saying, like, signing people nowadays is like signing them before they even get a following. Right. Signing them before they get, like, a million followers on SoundCloud. Yeah, because you can and sign them the for thing 10, is, like, keeping dollars. them out of jail. Like, right. then dealing with their problems, not right. finding out all that beforehand. Can they flow? Do they have a beat? Do they have a following? Do they have a artist presence? And then dealing with all the other things. Okay, drug use, uh, problematic mm. rape issues or sexual assault like rape culture know. yeah that's that that's that's personal yeah. Yeah, the, the other thing i was gonna say is but, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's that's, so that's that's a whole other part but i think but become a part of the culture right. like we, we, we have our fans but we have to think first are you problematic right now we can't even be fans just off of but but you. you know what bottom line is these labels even the most of these labels do not know how to build an artist like def jam and you know, other labels in the nineties did. They're they're they don't have time to really sit down and nurture an artist no more. They want you already ready, ready to go, go get out the box so they can move on to the next one. And going back to your question about do you think the new artists have uh the music between our music and the new you know what, I think the new artist is carving out their own format of music. Um it's all everything is energy driven. Everything is energy driven. They got their own energy. They have their own energy. Every every beat is boom, boom, they jump. You know, back in the day, we had shit that make you jump, but then we had shit to make you, you know, do your step. It's two step. We had balance. We had varieties of feelings of music. And this is more energy driven, more boom, 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 boom. So, uh, yeah, they are carving out their, uh, their own path. And, 
far as them reaching back to listen and and get knowledge of what we did, and the, they have to do that on their own. They have to be willing to say, I, I love this music game. I will, I have to step back and learn, like we do. We go back and listen to records. Well, that's the, that's the thing I was going to say, um, is that it used to be cool to learn. Yeah. You know, like most of my childhood was spent. Like I remember the day that I found my mom's funky drummer 45 mm -hmm. and realized that that was the beat from Public Enemy Rebel Without a Pause. Mm -hmm. And it blew my mind. Like, oh my God. And then, and then there's a, and then I find the, the, the rest of the, it was a record sitting by itself on a, on a, on a chair in the attic. Under that chair was a box. Mm -hmm. Isaac Hayes, James Brown. And I'm going through these records. And I'm like, oh my God, this is Ghetto Boys. This is, this is that. This is that. And from, like, to me, that's where I got my knowledge from. And nobody ever said, you have to sit down and study these breaks, son. It was the thing where it was like, if I want to be as great as them, I have to study them and learn them. And I think that that's probably the only thing that I, the, the only real issue that I have with the current generation. Because there's, you know, time change, sound change, they shouldn't stay the same. I don't like the fact that it's almost cool now to not respect what came before you. You know? Yeah. I could dig that. And the radio too. The radio gotta help. The radio gotta help the fuck out. Absolutely. Then you gotta remind them where they came from. Um, uh, all right. First of all, thank you too for uh, helping me shape my childhood with your music. Growing up in Brooklyn, uh, you, I promise to make it quick. Uh, yeah. All right. So I got two little questions. One for Just Blaze. I remember reading back maybe a couple of years ago about. How hard it was to clear um breathe for super champ with you, mm -hmm. with the super champ sample right like ridiculous I, just, I can't believe that even happens but I was gonna ask are there other records that that happen where like things like that happen where you've had like like your most difficult that probably I, I've actually had very good luck with samples but I also sampled smart okay like I'm not gonna go sample a Bill a Billy Joel's greatest hit mm -hmm. you know what I mean because the publisher's gonna laugh me out of the room. So I try to generally stay with things that I know were easily clearable or that I had direct relationships with somebody who knew the original writer or something like that. Like, what was the record I just did? The record I just did with J.D. Kiss and Styles last year um, called Synergy. That was written by Don Blackman, um, rest in peace. Donald Blackman's son is my homie. So not only did he clear the sample, he gave me the original master to the song and all the tracks separate. So everybody's like, yo, how did you get... An instrumental. There was never instrumental. How did you sample it? I'm like, I got the actual reel. You know, so it's like when you sample smart, you end up A, just not having those clearance headaches, and B, um, end up better financially. Because had I went to a regular publisher to clear that, that Don Blackman sample, it probably would have cost me, you know, 15 grand and 50% of the record. We cut a deal for damn near nothing because we had mutual respect, artist to artist. Right. You know, um, but yeah, that, that Super Tramp situation was a nightmare. Hundred grand, and then they wanted an extra five thousand to sh to shoot the video. What? If you want to shoot a video to our song using our, you want to shoot a video to your song using our sample, we need another five thousand. I read that and it kind of broke my heart. Yeah, here's what it is. Quick question for Doc. Um, Hundred grand. How did you? This is a weird question. How did you get the Mary Jane girls in that can't wait video? Did they like need a check? How did that? Yeah, man. What the I fuck? <laughs> I don't know. I'm joking. I'm yeah, joking. no, no. You no. had the real Mary Jane girls in that video? Yeah, there was in the Can't Wait video. Yeah. I didn't remember that. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember yeah, the that original too, Mary Jane girls too. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, I told them I had a check for them. <laughs> no, nah, and plus they enjoyed the record, and I told them I was a fan. I mean, you know, they was 
we was new. Hip hop was fresh, so they wanted to be a part of it. They wanted to, you know, it was it was actually really not hard at all for them to come out. They heard they heard the record, and we said we just want them to do they, uh, you know, they part, and they came on through. They still they got a little check though. No, I mean I'm just saying because it was a couple years from when you know all night long. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah. You know, of course. Like, Come on. Well, then you know they needed that check. That, that was, <laughs> yeah, because that was back when they did it when Rick James was hot. You know, that was like a 15 years ago. Thank you. That. Yeah. It was going on. Um, it's long been thought that rap music is a young man's game. Uh, as you guys have aged, uh, have either of you like at any point in your careers or respective careers? thought about like i'm getting too old for this shit or i need to just like leave it to the young guys yeah no no rap is not a young man's game it's a grown man's game you got to be grown with it you could be grown at 23 nigga when you 21 you grown you feel what i'm saying so to me rap is a grown man's game it's up to you how long your longevity is going to be in it you know like every day i wake up i feel I, i i still feel i ain't get started yet I wake up with that attitude like I ain't even begin to get this money yet. I ain't begin to hit these bars yet. So uh you know I know I aged and 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 my I have kids. You your kids are keep my kids range I have five kids. My kids range from 13 to 27. I raised kids before I had kids. So from 13 to 27 I'm getting all that from 27 21 19, 15, and 13. So I'm getting all the opinions from all. And at the end of the day, from my oldest to my two sons, that's 19 and 21, that's right in the mix of shit. And my two sons is right in Atlanta. So they in the mix of the trap and everything, all the new music. They say, Dad, nah, that that music they play on the radio is for kids. We still tuned into 90 shit. And I, I run into a lot of young kids that's 18, 19, or 20, 22, they be like, nah, we still tuned in. We go back. We still tuned in. So that keeps me mentally motivated. Like, yeah, I'm still nice with this pen. I could still go another motherfucking 10 years if I need. Not a problem. How about you, John? Uh, for me, it's uh kind of the same thing. Like, as long as you, I wake up feeling inspired, I still feel the same way I did when I go into the studio that I did when I was 18, 17. For me, it doesn't change. You know, as long as I'm inspired, um, I'm good to go. And to be honest, I make more money now being selective with what I do musically than I did when I had 10 records on the radio at once. You know, um, and that's because I was, I'm working less harder, but I'm work, working much smarter. more smarter. Yes. You know what yes. I mean? I, when I first came in the game, it was get on every album, get, get on every single, you know, um, doing song deals on every album and I'm making all this money, but it's coming in quick, quickly, it's going out quickly. And I'm just oversaturating myself and I'm actually draining my creativity. I'd rather have, I learned over time that I'd rather have five great records out over a one year period than 20 records that are just out. You know what I mean? Like, I just like, I just like to make impacts. And that's what I think part of the reason why people come up to me and say things like, yo, such and such is the greatest beat of all time. And I'm like, that was 20 years ago or 10 years, but it's still my favorite. You made such a statement. And that's kind of became become my mission is to just make statements, that's right. make records that matter, so that ten years from now people will still talk about them. As long as you have made those statements over the years, you can't really go out of style because there's always going to be an appreciation for quality, but there won't always be an appreciation for that same trend that everybody else is following. That's right. That's right. You're right on that, Jess. Yeah, I just want to add too. I'm just as I'm hearing you guys talk about 
the old generation, new generation stuff. If you look at like who's the bridge between like a red to now, right? Those would be as far as like doing research and mm-hmm. appreciating the era before them, the Kendricks, right? right. The J. Coles, um, even Drake, right? If you look at the other artists that don't have the same success as those guys, and they have tenure now, right? But I think there's a, um, it's a, it's a, I don't say conspiracy, but I think you you hear a lot of popular music that kind of, I think the intent is to suppress the Kendricks. I don't know if that's right. possible or the J. Cole because of their message, right? And because they are they are the bridge, mm-hmm. but all that other cookie cutter shit is 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 those are the one hit wonders, right? But we can't focus on that no. because the J. Coles, the Kendricks. The Drakes That's right. and the new leg, the new ten year artists, they're doing it, right? And getting Grammys and and, all and making legs. great music, right? And they still make music that you could uh, that you, that you can ball out to or turn up to. You know what I mean? Like it's not like these dudes aren't making dope party records that fit right in with during a, a trap set right. at the club, you know. But it's just there's a bit more substance to it, and those why that's the reason why those records last so much longer. You think about like records from some of these other artists who, not the artists you mentioned, but some of these other artists that will come out and do, you know, 500 million views and then the album comes out, it does not sell anything. You know what I mean? Because nobody really cares about that artist, they care about that song. But Cole comes out and sells a million copies and is touring all, all, all over the world. Exactly. People who actually can relate. Yeah, I, I, I really, I always use the example of uh, Kanye, uh, the second album. Um, Diamonds Are Forever was not a huge hit. You know, like it got the video got played a bit. Radio didn't really take to it. He still came out and so what nine sixty, nine hundred sixty thousand. I think the first week because people cared about him. They identified with him. If they couldn't identify with him, they wanted to. You know, and when that's the definition, or that's the difference between being an artist that people care about versus just the dude with the hot record that's out right now. Wow. Peace, peace, peace. I ain't, I ain't as political as everybody else. I want to know. Where the fuck's Uncle Quilly? <laughs> <laughs> I'm Uncle on a corner. Uncle Quilly is on a new album too, yo. He's on. He's on a new album, y'all. Yo. yo, he need a he need an Instagram page or something, man. Yeah, <laughs> yo, that's yo, that's a good fucking idea, <laughs> man. That, Uncle Quilly Instagram, I yeah, see. That, that'd be. That'd be I see you got the Nas sweatshirt on. I see yeah, you. No, I right. see you. Hi. 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 Yeah. So the first time around. The internet wasn't such a big deal, so record sales were based on vinyl and cassettes and CDs, etc. So now that streaming and the internet and YouTube views and all that stuff is coming into play, how do you think it's going to affect your new project? Help hurt. Yay, nay. Uh, repeat that. So, first time around, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. We're all buying vinyl, cassettes, yes. CDs. Mm-hmm. We're looking at the booklets, etc. So now we don't have that anymore. It's all about streaming That's right. and YouTube and who's leaking what. So how do you think that's going to affect your new project coming out? Well, you know what? Uh, I, you know, it's we the record sales were bigger in the '90s because we had. Not too many outlets you can buy our record from. You know, you had to go to the record store and buy our shit. You can't order our shit on online or through iTunes. So the record sales was bigger back then. Everyone knows nobody's selling no records nowadays, man. You know, that's just what it is. It's about, to me, what I see is when I drop an album, even when I drop Muddy Waters' album, I'm not 
expecting to come out and sell records like that. Not at all. Long as I'm, I'm satisfying my core fans. Me and Meth, we have a cult. You know, and we can live off our cult for the rest of our life. You know, we, we good. Like you don't, you probably don't hear about, you know, certain things we do, but we out no, there working. We out there working. And it. yeah, we, and we, so our cult, uh, they, they, they motivate us to, to make us believe. And, and they have me believing that, you know, you don't need to try to make music to tap into the new. You don't need their sales. You don't need their acknowledgement. Just supply us. We'll take care of you. So as long as I know I got that cult and when I drop an album, I got the same places I go rock to every show and they be packed every goddamn time. And I use my album as a platform just to build other opportunities. It's about driving traffic to your brand right now. Mm. So the album is used to just drive traffic, drive opportunities, and you've used that, and you go on the road, exploit that, sell your merch, sell your t-shirts, make a toothbrush, do something, and go out and sell and sell it. Drop music. You keep dropping music and bringing it back. That's how I look at it. So it is it hurt in sales-wise, but opportunity-wise and helping your brand, no. All you have to do is build your core audience and supply them. That's just my opinion. What he said. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much it. You know, like, I think part of the reason why I've been, you know, been able to maintain a certain amount of financial success is because, like, I've been giving out records. I give out music for free now. But then I go and tour off of, off of those records. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I started doing that around 2013. And, I, and the records were taken off. Faster than I could keep up with the show bookers, you know what I mean. And all of a sudden, I'm now I'm like going from just a, just plays the producer to just plays the, the touring producer DJ, you know. So the music is like the commercial for everything else, you know, for your platform. The music is just the invitation yep. to come to the show, to come buy this merch, you know what I mean. So or to come to the restaurant or pardon me or take place take part in some other venture that I have going on. Really, that's right. When the most important part thing we have to do is teach the youth. When you approach a 10-year, 20-year, 30-year milestone, how do you approach it with a celebration of your artwork? Is it with a reintroduction or like a recreation of new? When we, like after like 20 years or whatever. Do I mean, if, if you drop Money Waters in 96, <laughs> when that 20 years coming up, is it, let me reintroduce that to the youth? Or let me bring them up to date with what I'm at now, 20 years later. Yeah, yeah that's kind of su such a good question. Is making me think about how you how I'm supposed to answer that bitch. <laughs> um, I um, if I was to, if I would like for if, when I'm dropping this new muddy waters, um, I'm not trying to. I call it first of all, I'm calling this muddy waters two, like. T O O. I'm not putting two like this is the second. I'm making Muddy Waters better than the first one. I'm not trying to top it. What I'm trying, what I want to do is, uh, the reason I named it T O O, saying it's Muddy Waters 2 as well. It's, it's Muddy as well. If you didn't listen to Muddy Waters, the first one, wow. listen to this one, and then you might want to step backwards and learn something. Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to change the format. 
I'm going to keep the same format. I'm Like I told you earlier, I'm doing the samples. I'm paying for the samples. And my thing is, I want to, this is just like a, uh, I want to dedicate to, I want to dedicate this album to the authenticity of, you know, the 90s era of samples and really just putting your balls on the line, not caring about the singles and the, the uh, having a hot single. I'm not worried about singles on my album. I just want to drop a, a, a great album that brings you back to a certain time period. So that's what I want new ears to give them eargasms. That's the only thing I want the new, the new wave. If they want to tune in, I want to give them an eargasm. Like, oh shit, this is how they was doing it in the 90s. And if you realize, if you see now... Everybody's running out of ideas. What they doing now? They're tapping back into it's samples not, yeah. now. Trying right. to put in the samples in trap music now right. that we used to groove to. You but what's it? wild is they're also doing a lot of, like, one of the big things is remaking 90s New Jack yes. Swing or, or 90s, 90s hip-hop and R&B yes. and taking it and flipping it in the trap. Yeah, record. yes, they are. Yeah. Yes, they are. So that's, it's not even re reintroduction I'm trying to do. It's just... I, I, I just, I just, I just want to bring some awareness to where we came from. And if you're young, uh, old, I just want to bring the awareness on how era was ran with samples and the aggressiveness of doing a whole album and actually listening to a whole album. No one listens to a whole, no one even believes in doing the albums no more. Not just the EPs. Yeah. Just want to do a single, let yeah. something go. And you know, I want to bring back listening to a whole album again, you know? Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's our time. Okay. One time, clap it up for Red Man. Just real quick, yeah. real quick, Red. Just um, let's talk about the show one more game. When we could, when we uh could expect that? Oh yeah, that's uh this Monday, October twenty third, nine o'clock. Scared famous. Where? 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 Oh, on VH one. Yeah, <laughs> for those yeah, who don't bad. know. Yeah, yeah, on VH one and shit. Yo. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Just. Oh, come on, anytime. anytime. Yo, Combat Jack show. Yo, shout out to Combat Jack for not being here. I know you have family issues, yeah. but yeah, next time. Love, we're here. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thanks again to Sonos for supporting this week's episode of the Combat Jack show. Whether curated or on demand, free or subscription based, Sonos has you covered with access to a growing list of music services in any room or every room at once. And now, for a limited time, Sonos is offering the listeners of our product 10% off one order of $2,500 or less for any product on Sonos.com. Just use the promo code JACK10. That's capital J-A-C-K-1-0 at Sonos.com to receive this limited time offer. This episode of the Combat Jack Show is produced by Jonathan Mena, executive produced by A. King, and this is an official loudspeakers network production. <laughs> I'm, dead. I'm really mad y'all made me do that. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> Please don't post that anywhere. <laughs> I'm so mad at y'all. <laughs> bop, bop, bop.